In our gospel lesson today, we hear a little line at the conclusion of it all that is easy to kind of skip over, but it grabbed me this particular year. Mary, upon hearing what the shepherds had to say, didn't know quite what to make, what sense to make of it. And so it says that upon hearing them, she took these words and pondered them in her heart. Ponder. There's a verb that I bet a lot of us don't practice that often, pondering. I think pondering requires that the TV be off or the radio be off. I'm pretty certain it requires sitting still. And that combination isn't something that gives itself to us in a day's routine. But I decided to ponder on the idea of pondering and to consider what it might have to offer us in the holiness that is God. I came across a sentence in a theologian that I like to read, and he said that God wants love partners, not robots or clients. Now this was something to ponder. God wants love partners, not robots or clients. A robot. Perhaps we don't really think that these are around, but they are. Do you have one in your home named Alexa? It's a robot. No face, no arms. It doesn't move around. It's not quite like the Jetsons. But I tell you, we are a lot closer to the Jetsons than we were I ever imagined we would be back when I was watching that cartoon. Here is a robot. You tell her what to do, and then she just does it. That is one way to imagine ourselves, but that's not what God desires of us. God doesn't want to just give a command and have us go and do. God doesn't want us to be inanimate, to be constructed in a way that isn't organic and alive, isn't capable of feeling a relationship. God doesn't want robots. God wants love partners. And God doesn't want clients. Now this one in pondering, I thought a little bit more about because I can understand I don't want to be a robot. So that one's a little easy to consider God not wanting either. But client? Well, I know I'm a client of some things. And maybe I have had clients in various ways. If you're in sales, you know the importance of a client, right? And so to consider why God might not want a client. Innate in a client relationship is a sense of exchange, an understanding of what have you done for me lately, and will you do it again as I need it? There is a righteousness that comes with being a client. Isn't that why the saying is the customer is always right? There is an, a sense of entitlement. And loyalty is born out of the ability for the one who gives to be consistent in the giving. So God doesn't want clients. That's something to ponder. Isn't it a temptation of us on any given time to want to be a client of God's? 
to be able to say, you didn't do this as I expect you to do it. You know, I'm out of here now. I gave you a really good chance. So why might God want a love partner instead of a robot or a client? There's something to ponder. As I had done before in thinking about the qualities of a robot and the qualities of a client, I then began to think about what are the qualities of a love partner. And you know where my mind went? To 1 Corinthians 13. It's a passage of scripture that you hear primarily at weddings. It does make its way through our cycle of scripture, but, you know, maybe you were sick that day and you didn't come to church. So I want to read to you one particular portion of that now. It's just three little bitty verses in 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient and kind. Hmm. Why would love need to be patient and kind? Perhaps love needs to be patient because not everything is immediately evident. Some things seem to be something else, and then only after time do we see that they're not what we thought that they were. Or maybe there's more to the experience or to the equation than we originally thought. I know that we humans are slow, growing creations, really slow. I think we're the slowest of all that's created. We don't reach maturity for quite a long time. We have a very long lifespan. Maybe that's why love needs to be patient. It takes us a while. Love is kind. Now, why would love need to be kind? Perhaps it has to do with our createdness. You know, we don't always get it right. Sometimes we have a bad day or we have a misunderstanding. Love and its kindness can draw us into a truthfulness and a fullness that isn't possible if we rush to judgment or if we are certain of our own convictions. Love is patient and kind. It's not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. I wonder why that matters, that love not be envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. Tied in with each of these things seems to be an understanding that we love in relationship. You can't love without giving it, and you can't love without receiving it. It doesn't happen except for in the exchange. And envy and boastfulness and arrogance and rudeness limit that exchange. So love is not that. It does not insist on its own way. Hmm, drats. When we see things from our perspective, it is so clear. And I can tell you, you would all have a great life if you would do it just like I tell you. That's a joke. Are you awake? But don't you feel that way? I know you've had at least one conversation where you have found a willing ear to agree with you that if everyone would agree with you, it would all be better. Love does not insist on its own way because love recognizes that there are complexities to the situations and that maybe we don't have the full picture. In fact, I think I can confidently say that's true. We don't have the full picture. So it's in relationship with one another that love is made known. And love can't be made known if it insists on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. 
It does not rejoice in wrongdoing. These things resist the exchange of love, irritability, resentfulness, rejoicing in wrongdoing. Love gets cut off at the knees. It can't be given. It can't be received when these things are practiced. Instead, love rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. All things. Even in the darkest of situations, where is love? How is love bearing all things there? In the difficulty of understanding, how is love believing? How is love hoping? How is love enduring? Love never ends, Paul says in his letter to the Corinthians. God desires love partners, not robots or clients. In the Christmas hymn that we have numbered as 84, we're reminded of God's partnership with us. The first stanza says, Love came down at Christmas. Love all lovely, love divine. Love was born at Christmas. Star and angels gave the sign. Love. God's mercy made incarnate. Love came among us. And in coming among us, showed us how to be a partner. We get it. We know something about human-to-human relationship. Although we're not perfect at it, we can conceive of it. Love came down at Christmas, bringing us together, showing us what it is. And so that's why we gather on this annual festival, to remember God's invitation to each and every one of us, that God desires love partners. Amen.